Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 122, episode 3 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, oh, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where you take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers! Fuck Fox News! I said that extra loud because when we were out. flying into Minneapolis yesterday, the people next to me were watching Fox News, and like uh, Sean Hannity was doing a thing about how Bernie is like... A, a communist and gonna kill us yep. all, and they were Facts. they just kept being like, <sighs> it was like a married couple. They <laughs> were today. holding hands, just watching Hannity together. Like, I wish this plane would go down, honey, because at least we'd be together and we wouldn't have to see this. <laughs> exactly. And fuck the coronavirus. We're gonna add that in. I think I've made it clear before, but someone suggested that I was perpetuating the myth that it's the same as the flu. I think we specifically debunked that myth. But if I said anything that would lead you to believe that it's uh, as safe as the flu. It's like a more potent, deadly flu. It's Actually, just for not... the record, you're saying it's a new bubonic plague. Run yes. for your life, panic Run now. Run for your life, panic. <laughs> uh, no, just that it's we we need to fund our CDC, our uh, our C's DC. Uh, it's Wednesday, February 26, 2020. My name's Jack O'Brien, aka. Now that we zeit gang, what are we gonna do? With our hands. Oh. Uh, that is courtesy of Brackish Joker, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, it's Miles Gray, aka Pot Summers, aka So High Clops, aka Joint Gray, aka the Dank Phoenix, aka Apocalypse and the 420 Horseman, aka Miss Sticky Icky Eek, aka Raven Dankholm, aka Current Bongner, aka the Indecredible High Crawler, uh, aka Maguita. Maguido. Yeah, Love which just sounds like a like a cool name for somebody on the Jersey Shore. Do you think really somebody good. was calling himself Maguido, like after like Magneto, <laughs> but like yeah, yeah, like I don't know. Mad thinking Guido. about it. Hey, if you're Maguido, if you have that light vanity plate in Jersey, let yeah. me know. Or if you're just living that life and want to start calling yourself that, let Miles know. What do you think he's saying? He's like, yo, because the chicks just fucking cling to me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Maguito over here. I mean, it's that lifestyle. There was some pride. There was some some Maguito pride going on. Uh, Well, Miles, Mm. we're not going on the road. We are on the road. We are the road. We are. Cormac McCarthy. The time machine is in the corner of Anna's uh, hotel room. We're recording this in Super Producer Anna Hosnier's uh, hotel room. Uh, we were in Minneapolis last night at the Parkway Theater with POS, and it was a blast. Mm-hmm. It was super fun. Thanks, y'all, for coming out. Uh, we're in Chicago tomorrow night, February 27th, at Sleeping Village with Daniel Van Kirk. Yeah. And Toronto, the grand finale, the following night, February 28th, at the Great Hall with Mark Little. Uh, for tickets, go to dailyzeitgeist.com and go to the live appearances tab. We are thrilled to be joined by the very guest who joined us on stage last night in Minneapolis. He is the talented, the lovely, (laughs) the rapper, P.O.S. What's going on, you guys? What's up, man? Oh, feeling good. Yeah. Such a great time last night. Yeah, Yeah, so fun. Such a good time this morning. I know. I love my city. I'm happy you guys are here. Yeah. Thank you for having us. What do we need to do in Minneapolis whilst here? Um, I guess we have a couple hours. A couple hours. I think the best moves is probably like good food. We got famous things like Juicy Lucy's. Right. Is Matt's Juicy- Bar the only place to get it? Honestly, this is going to be a controversial Here statement, but Matt's Bar is my. It's not my favorite place to get a Juicy Lucy. Wow. It might be the original. 
Sure, might sure. be the original. It might be the place where I bring people from out of town to go first. Mm-hmm. But the second time they come to town, I might bring them to the Blue Door Pub. I might bring them out to St. Paul to just like skip the Juicy Lucy altogether oh. and get uh, go to the St. Dinette and just get like a burger. Yeah. Uh, there's I've some really, really those solid, good, really well-made burgers in the city. It's a good food place. You yeah. Juicy you, Lucy. Vegan, is a burger that has cheese in it. That's molten all I had cheese. heard. That's but it. Molten. Yeah, is it it's like it's one of those. Uh, it's not steamed. I wish. I saw that on some TV show once. Oh, but uh, no, it's just really hot. It's just it's hot. a burger, so you got to. That's what somebody said. They yeah, said they're pe- like, don't yeah, eat it right away. Don't eat it right away. People get really excited and they're like, they're like oh, it's yeah, cool, yeah. and they take a bite in it, and then they end up like burning, burning their, their, yeah, their just third just degree. right underneath their oh, the lip corners, got, like, that's yeah. how you know somebody ate it too quick they're like huh? yeah <laughs> the hot soul patch. maybe i'll rock one <laughs> the red soul patch yeah. who was it that had like a dyed red soul patch no. i feel like it was a, a guitarist no. or something in some band oh no it was me sorry yeah was i was gonna me. say it's mud vein years ago. that was you <laughs> that was you a couple hours ago when i laughed at your red soul patch yeah, you're like final right, shaving right. <laughs> i thought i was gonna try something new for the people of minneapolis uh well, POS. Do I call you the rapper POS? Uh, Steph. P. I think Steph. Nobody ever calls me product of society. That was one of them. There was a lot of different things. That's a that lot of I, words. Yeah. When I when I first gave myself the name POS as a fourteen year old, I didn't. <laughs> Did you, I, oh really? my god! Yeah, <laughs> I was fourteen. I didn't realize just how bad it was going to yeah. eventually be. Yeah. That's um, solid branding, though. Yeah, uh, it worked out. Yeah. I mean, it sort of worked out. There's a lot of people that won't check out my music. Right off the bat, POS. What is this? <laughs> this POS. Yeah, and that's You're like oh, I'm just keeping Post Malone. But yeah, Steph, that's what came up Steph first, <laughs> right? Yeah, right, Steph. Steph. Well, Steph, we're gonna get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna take our listeners through a couple of things we're talking about. The GIF GIF saga is coming to an end. Uh, in my it? mind, what? there has always only been one answer to this question. I was there at the Streamies. When the guy who invented the uh, GIF came through and was like, it's only pronounced GIF. And I was like, dude, you Fuck invented. You. Yeah, I, mean, I was basically <laughs> like, you invented like a piece of code. You're not like the expert on communication. Go wow. fuck yourself. It's GIF. Uh, and we're going to talk about Joe Biden. Poor, poor Joe. Uh, just, you know, misspeaking, talking about how he's running for Senate. We're going to talk about South Carolina's votership uh, demographics. Uh, we're going to talk about Dr. Ronnie Jackson, uh, Pills, as he's known. Dr. Pills, bruh. Dr. Pills, Dr. Feelgood. Uh, he's the guy who used to uh, run through the Obama administration, Air Force One, with uppers, downers, lefters, writers. <laughs> whatever uh, you want, baby. Whatever you need uh, to get people ready after a long flight. Oh, your arms itch? I got a pill for that. <laughs> I got something for that. You're going to get real horny, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. That's a byproduct. Byproduct, you are going to be horny. Um, also a byproduct of the daily zeitgeist. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're also going to talk about uh, Trump's weird, like there, there's some weird, like slippery slope. Constant slippery slope. Fascist creep going on. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about a new feature on Netflix that I'm probably too excited for a well-adjusted person uh, to for. Uh, we're going to talk about the possibility that the Olympics get canceled. We're going to talk about uh, the sad, sad news that Harvey Weinstein uh, was having uh, chest pains. 
uh, all of that and plenty more. But first, Steph, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, man. Too many. I just started looking like five minutes ago. Okay. That was coming. And one thing that is probably telling about who I am is the fact that I have 6,000 open windows if you, yep. if you go for it. I am, wow. I'm like a- King tab over here. Nah, man. My tabs are all closed. I get I mean, my, my tabs are open, so yeah. I close my apps when I use them. Right, like, religiously, I'm right, always right, right. making sure I got one app open. Wow. One app, you know, if I'm using like a podcast or something like that, that'll be running, and then right. I use what I'm using. As soon as I'm done, I turn yeah, everything do off. Do the double click, and yeah, then flip but the tabs, I double well, click. What do you have a I'll, button? I'll no, home up, button but, still on your phone? Yeah, oh boy, you still really... got the still I'm got a, the home. <laughs> I'm, I'm an internet study man, so uh, I. I I'll just read a few of them, and you right. you can pick. yeah yeah let's hear. Uh, I got Karate Kid villain edit. <laughs> Karate Kid villain edit. There's Karate Kid edit? villain edit. Yeah, there's somebody who's made a I think it's about 22 minute version of the movie where Daniel looks like a total dick. <laughs> he he just, is a total. I know. Dick. He shows yeah. up in town. He shows off. He totally immediately starts flirting with this guy's girlfriend. Yeah. The guy beats his ass because right. what are you doing flirting with my girlfriend? And then he has like and then a he black trains, belt jump yeah. in and kick his ass That's for him. Like fight so his fights for him. Yeah, there's a, there's he a, wins exactly one fight in that movie. Yeah. There's a great edit of the movie that just kind of That's awesome. paints him as a super villain. Also, I watch a cartoon. I watch a lot of cartoons. Uh, I watch We Bear Bears. It's a really good show. It's Not about familiar. We Bear Bears. It's called We Bear Bears. It's a cartoon that is about a black bear, brown bear, and an ice bear. Okay. And sometimes they focus in on a second grade genius who's a little girl that is younger than everybody else because she's a little genius and her only friends are these bears. Anyway, they have a part where they throw back to a New Jack swing. Like they make like a New Jack sing, swing song. A lot of cartoons will have songs all the time. Yeah, yeah. It's usually like grunge or some rap. This is like a straight up parody of, of New Jack. So I have I've been Googling trying to find just a clip of that. Awesome. Wow. I can go on and on because there are literally that could be the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, but w- let's ask you what is something you think is overrated? I think um, Red Bull. Red Bull. I think Red Bull is overrated. In now, what sense were you were you relying on Red Bull for I, a while? You know, I, mean, my, I mean, my underrated is Yellow Red Bull, probably. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> okay well, Yellow let's, Red Bull is delicious. Let's Yellow dive Red Bull is delicious. Yeah, it's, yep, it's like the Ooh. only soda that I can mess with in any way at all these days. And the rest of them, I feel like, taste like garbage. And it's three times less caffeinated than just like a normal cup of coffee. Right. So I kind of can't even mess with it unless it's the yellow one. So. Wait, what's less caffeinated? The re- just regular Red Bull? Yeah, all Red Bull. Coffee, yeah. coffee it's is not just, that caffeinated. It's not. It's got the taurine, though, so it like adds that extra little, like, makes your heart weird. Is that the it. shit that makes it taste like baby powder? I don't... Ba- baby there's powder? An I've never thought about that. There's an to but. Red Bull, but there's like an ending <laughs> note, as we say in the, you know, sense world. Right. There's like, Gross. The ending note is has like a... I've always I don't know, thought of weird. it as medicinal. I've never thought of it as baby... Powder. Yeah, well, I, I used to, like I used to eat a lot of baby powder, so maybe right. that's what it's triggering. I feel me. like right. they all taste like sweet tarts, right? Like sure, the yeah. shitty powder sweet tart candy. I mean, I yeah, like and I think maybe that's what it is. Like Red Bull maybe space. that's the powder yeah. thing I'm relating to. It might oh, not be that it's baby powder, but there's like this presence of something that's like, yeah, I, I don't know. I think if uh, I think if it's not the yellow kind, I don't want it at all. Yeah, it's because yellow, but you're just drinking that as a soda. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. As much as I will have soda these days, it'll be like one yellow Red Bull. Oh, yeah, a treat. Oh, yeah. It's a treat. Do you have, do you, is caffeine part of your creative I, arsenal? No, I gave up. Uh, I kind of just, I drank coffee for years and years and years. Wake up, go to the coffee shop, order something. And mm-hmm. then by the end of the day, that same coffee that I ordered would be two thirds full sitting in my cup holder in my car. Huh. And I was just like, I should just stop ordering coffee. Oh, you're like habitually even, just drink getting, this. yeah, you're like, like I have a sip and I forget about yeah, it. Yeah, well, yeah, I would start my day by going to a coffee shop yeah. and spending like six bucks. Got but it, got it, got it. I wouldn't, I don't drink coffee. I didn't really need that boost of caffeine. Mm. Right. I just stopped doing it. So um, now I'm like uh, after dinner, if I have like a nice oh. big meal. I'll have like a cup of coffee, coffee so that kind of thing. Fall asleep at yeah, the table. Yeah, like an adult. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> like uh, yeah. yeah, like I used to tease people about. The first time I felt like I was fancy as fuck, I had an espresso after a yeah. dinner. Yeah, because like I saw like rich people doing it, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna do that." Yeah. Exactly. But I'm so caffeine insensitive. Still went home and fell asleep immediately. <laughs> right. And I thought well, it ca- would put off. Espresso's not as caffeinated as regular coffee. But how many? Ca- what if I drink like three at once? Three espressos would probably get you to a normal cup of drip coffee. I'm glad I have you and as that's, a that's resource. Like a You'd be like, nah, roast, man. Not even a right. dark roast. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, you that ain't hit. Well, light roast hit. is the, the more more caffeinated. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, because the more you roast it, the less the caffeine less that's caffeine left in. Gets okay, great. Out. I'm learning more and more. Right. But yeah, I can't leave a cup of coffee like half full. Like that's that's the what thing. I was a, I was always that way with. Uh, alcohol, which is probably why I can't drink anymore. You're like and a completionist. Also, oh yeah, like <laughs> like watching somebody just like leave a drink half drank like during a meal. I like, just feel like, what are you doing? You're like, like, you bought that. I'm like, yeah, mine's empty, and I'm like, are they gonna think it's weird that I'm ordering my fourth while they just left like two <laughs> sips out of theirs like mm. on the table? Uh, so if you find yourself doing that, maybe uh, talk to somebody about it. Do you wait? <laughs> but with you, if it's like any drink that you're leaving half there, like the, your compulsion, your impulse to complete it is born out of it's a waste of money. No, I think it's just the it's like, like if you get chemicals. it, you got to finish it. <laughs> you got oh, the whole bottle yeah. oh, got it. Yeah, because that's like really me. Like, like I'll finish my plate shit. of food out of getting drilled into my head. Don't oh. waste. Don't waste. I'm, don't waste our money on food. I'm totally opposite of you. Yeah, I, I had to like switch to just getting like a shot, and just having that. The idea of carrying around a drink, yeah, just blows my mind that people do that. Yeah, they good like for you, order man. a whole drink uh, with a yeah. little napkin around it, and then walk around with this drink. Yeah, yeah. for what? For what? Yeah. Just get a shot. Low drink a shot. Hands down. You need another one? Go back there. If you need another one. Yeah. You know? And your hands are free yeah. to do dance moves. I always can't uh, really rock with three. I drinks did always I'm drink really things right like now. quickly, like including soda or what, like whatever I was drinking. I would drink it quickly, and so for a long time, I was like, "No, it's not that I have a drinking problem. <laughs> I just drink too quickly. <laughs> I drink everything too quickly. <laughs> nah, it's, a, it's not the alcohol, dude. It's the way I'm drinking you it. You just bro. put any liquid in front of me, bro. Whoa, what the heck was in that AC, man? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Anyway, right. hey, don't we got to take your, your kid to soccer? <laughs> uh, all right. What is something you think is underrated? Underrated? Oh, we just did that. I did both. Oh, yeah, oh, you did. That's yeah. right. Uh, Yellow Rebel. That left you wanting more, though, huh? Uh, <laughs> You're like, can't just be that, maybe. <laughs> Finally, what is a myth? What's something people think is true, you know, to be false or vice versa? Oh, um, Joe Biden gives a shit about black people. Joe Biden has worked to help black people. Joe Biden sat in and did a, apparently he's out there claiming right now that he, as a 17 year old, went to 
like a sit-in protest at a movie theater. Yeah. He's uh-huh. out there. I mean, he's, he's been there. caught lying because what in his campaign in the eighties, he yeah. got caught lying about like marching with Dr. King or yeah, some shit. He got caught lying about the exact same shit that he's talking about right this second. Yeah. And people need to realize that he's just how come, how come when the first black president in America introduced his vice, he didn't mention all of the work <laughs> he had done with you right. know Yeah, right, right, right. Right? right? He didn't yeah, talk yeah. about any work that Biden did in the civil rights movement. He yep. didn't <laughs> it's just not true. Uh, it was. It was. A, he's got a. He's got a sloppy brain. Dude, I feel like he's always had a bit of a sloppy brain. But now that's it's not it's sloppy. Just, that's not sloppy. That's yeah. that's malicious. Right. That's him taking advantage of black people's name rep- recognition of him. Right. And people aren't fact checking. I guess or right. something. It's just like Sean King out there. Like you guys, he's fucking lying. <laughs> <Right. laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people too. Like I'll see a lot of, especially like op- like political opinions from black pundits too, who are like really trying to figure out, you know, the connection between older, like, conservative black boomers yeah. and their love for Biden. And, like, very narrowly, it just hap- it's it's really through the name recognition of it, Obama, which I get. It makes it an easy choice to be like, well, Obama wouldn't have fucked with him if he was that bad. Yeah. And then you don't have to go too far. But then you're like, wait, what happened when Anita Hill was uh, testifying in front of the Senate? Yeah. When right. Clarence that Thomas is- was sexually harassing him and he was, like, giving her the work? But he's, like, he's getting called on that. Yeah. He's had to say something for that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's out there, he's out there talking to black leaders in groups mm-hmm. and, and lots of young black people and talking about the work he's done in the civil rights movement. And it's just lies. It's like just it's straight up lies and true. nobody's saying anything. In his book, he talks about getting a job, being a lifeguard at a black pool so he could understand what the black experience is like. Mm-hmm. But out, out right now talking out on the campaign trail, he's talking about being 17 Right, you know right. what I'm saying, and sitting in in movie theaters, right, in the civil rights movement, it's just, yeah, it's just lies. It doesn't yeah. line up. That's it's a myth. There. The Joe woke Biden's starter pack. Joe right. Biden doesn't right. exist. Do some sit-ins, uh, work at the pool, and then make up a story about a gang member, corn pop, or the people said that that guy did exist. I don't know, <laughs> but they keep the razor blade on him. Right, and you like, put it, leave it in shit. a rain ox in the cheek. <clears throat> yeah, put a leave it in the rain jar to make sure it gets so- or uh, rusty. Yep. <laughs> In the range, I know how you guys do it. That's what he said. He yeah, like that. who's we got? What the, <laughs> what the talking fuck about, are you bro? talking about? You leave the razor blade outside to look at the rusty. Yeah. Uh huh. Flash <laughs> the cheek. Um. All right. Let's talk. Do Do you guys have strong opinions on whether it's GIF or GIF? It's GIF. It's GIF. Okay. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think I think. All right. Moving on. Uh, well, that's I been think the show. <laughs> dude who invented it and then went up on the. Uh, Webbies or streamies. Well, no, but I think he like legitimized the GIF stance. Like, I think we were well on our way to just phasing that out. And then people were like, well, the guy who, like, anytime anyone calls it GIF, they're like, well, the guy who invented it says it. So that's right. And Mm -hmm. it's like, it's obnoxious. Yeah, Yeah. that's obnoxious. And it's an acronym in the first place. Right. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Graphic inner something. Graphic interchange Uh, format. format. Graphical interchange format. And there's a hard G in graphical. <laughs> right. So it's not graphical. It's certainly not, Miles. Giraffical interchange. That's a whole new pun. On- GIF is already a thing. It's already a type those. of peanut butter. But the way he said it, right? So in 2013, maybe he was on a tour. I don't know if this was the moment you were there when he said it. But he was just out there saying, like, it should be pronounced GIF, like the peanut butter, mm-hmm. rather than a hard G. Okay. I've. It's funny. Early on when GIFs first came out, I remember... 
hearing it both ways because I just don't like, but this was before like there was enough internet talk about it. Like you could just grow yeah. up with the bad habit of hearing somebody say GIF and you knew it as that. I heard it as GIF. I preferred it based on what I saw right. now. Uh, and I think also too, it's important because GIFs are like part of our vo- digital vocabulary yes. now. Like I know people who don't even use words anymore. Right. <laughs> they only speak. They only communicate through GIFs. Right. Um, so Giphy, which is that website that basically we get 99% of our GIFs from whenever we're like, it's built into so many apps and things like that. The they are, you know, teaming up with GIF, the peanut butter company, to <laughs> fucking put an end to this debate. Okay. And what they're doing is they're selling like things, jars of peanut butter with the G on it oh, instead amazing. of the J, but that says GIF animated looping images hard g okay uh so the press release is kind of funny too it says we're we're teaming up with giphy to put a lid on this decade-long debate and prove there's only one gif it's creamy delicious peanut butter not a looping picture you can send to make friends and family laugh wow uh this was from the vice president of marketing of gif and it says if you're a soft g please visit gif.com if you a hard g thank you we know you're right I had to read it like that because if you just said to somebody, you a soft G or you a hard G, like, <laughs> you got to say it like that, homie. Yeah. I mean, this is good marketing, but it's also, they're I, on the right side of history. I would love for the owner, though, to keep this debate going. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just, just as, as far as he can, just yeah. push it. Just push it. I feel like he, and he would probably be like, oh, excuse me, I think I would know I invented it. But <laughs> right. like, that has nothing to do with what how people are processing yeah, language changes uh, just based on like what your intent was in the first place. That do- that doesn't matter to any of us, right? Uh, it shouldn't matter, and to- unless it's somebody who is like in a weird little pedantic rut or something. Pedantic rut. Wow, uh, cutting, yes. cutting. All right, let's take a moment for me to cool down here, guys. <laughs> uh, I'll be right back. We'll be right back. And we're back, and Joe Biden uh, is is back in the in the conversation when it comes to uh, the Democratic primary uh, because Sad South memory. Carolina is coming up, and he has been, you know, he's just been like, yeah, yeah, wait till that's South the Carolina. Firewall. That's when that's when it's on, and he is in uh, most recent polls edging Bernie out. And I do want to say, like, people are saying that, you know, making it seem like South Carolina is representative of more diverse states, it's very uh, disproportionately old and traditionally conservative black Democrats So that are, like, supporting Biden. So it's not, it's not like, demographically all that similar to the rest of America. I mean, either way, I think w- the results will show people sort of what where we're at in terms of South Carolina. I mean, he had in terms a, of South Carolina yeah, specifically. Exactly. I, agree. Yes. I think you look everywhere else. Uh, I mean, the fact that I think there was like a 10 point swing for Bernie after Nevada. Right. Towards to close in on Biden shows you where the like where he the where the motion is. Such a distant second there. Yeah. And he was right. counting on it so hard. He didn't even I mean. Yeah. I'm sorry. When he comes out so so far behind and he's right. like, they counted me out. But I'm back. <laughs> yeah, but I'm back, baby. <laughs> I'm back. It's Somebody still like the comeback kid. Oh my god! It was yeah. a gut shot. I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> but I'm getting back up. It's just been gut shots, and I feel yeah. like just getting back up would look better if he wasn't. What is it? Twenty percent behind. 
Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think the other thing, you know, if he loses, you know, I think he was kind of saying that, look, Nevada, I came in second. So, you know, I got, I'm still in it, guys. Yeah. I'm still in it. But if he loses in South Carolina, he's really going to have to have a very honest talk with himself sure. about his own viability yeah. at that point. Because, I mean, this is pretty much, I think this is one of his biggest shots or if not his last shot to really do anything. Yeah. Um, if there is, but I mean, when you look at all the other polling and what that suggests, he's only been losing support since New yeah. Hampshire, since Iowa, basically. I mean, yeah, he's been losing support basically since it really got started. Yeah. I think right. since, yeah. Since he basically, started getting out there yeah. on the campaign And then trail, people started being like, like oh. okay, let's talk about Joe Biden. Right. And then it goes, yeah. boom. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how everybody does uh, – how everybody does in last night's debate, uh, yeah. which will have already happened when you're listening to this, but uh, we haven't watched it yet. It hasn't happened in our world. No spoilers. No spoilers, guys. Uh, I want, we want to give you a, an opportunity to rewatch it uh, yeah. before we comment on it. But uh, yeah, because it seems like a lot of people are like, this is the last chance to take Bernie out. And there's been a lot of, a lot of people throwing out some tired old talking points about like, uh, the the old people watching Fox News, uh, watching Sha- Sean Hannity next to me, they were tisking at his like 1970s romance novel, which is like, Whoa, yo, that can't right. that Whoa. like made the rounds a year ago. I'm like, it's... isn't Bloomberg's campaign like there's some real loopy stuff in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, uh, but yeah, so now you know when if you think about it, if you're putting that weight of he's got to perform in the debate, yeah. man, he's gonna have to be on his uh, shit. He's gonna have to have the, the Biden, razor yeah. sharp wit of a freestyle battle rapper in yeah. there to be able to respond <laughs> a razor to anything. That's been left out in the rain in can the rain overnight. jar. Yeah. Um, so this is what he said in South Carolina to a group of supporters he was trying to court, um, and he even sounds a little bit confused as to what's going on. And you're the ones that sent Barack Obama the presidency. And I have a simple proposition here. I'm here to ask you for your help. Where I come from, you don't get far unless you ask. My name's Joe Biden. I'm a Democratic candidate for the United States Senate. Look me over. If you like what you see, help out. If not, vote for the other guy. Give me a look, though, okay? That's all I really got to say to you. I'm about to... Oh, my God. This man just <laughs> said he's running for the Senate. And then he said, hey, give me a look. I don't... Then it started swirling together yeah yeah there you give me you know give him a look over vote the other biden (laughs) vote the other biden what the fuck does that mean no man that's that's like mad libs yeah a list list of nonsense syllabic methods just pulling random syllables and there's no pause hey vote the other biden i wonder if i wonder if he has a sense like you know when people can tell they have a migraine coming on they like their hair starts to hurt or like some some weird like shit they see auras like i wonder if he starts to have a sense that uh oh the brain's running low on things i better like finish this up because and he's like like, the last he's like racing to like finish that or do you think the last time his brain was functioning healthily enough that he has muscle memory to do a pitch is when he was running for senate so then the wiring just went Boom. Right. Oh, yeah, I'm a Democrat running the United States Senate and just get to go look and vote other Biden. It's really sad. It just sounds like just his head is falling out and just tumbling. Yeah, around. it's t- this is why, like, at the beginning, I think we were all very much like, even Obama was like, you ain't got to do this, Joe. Yeah, man. Don't do this to yourself, man. <sighs> look, you had your shot years ago and yeah. you fucked up. I think generally we know ourselves less well than the people around us. And yeah. I think that is like, Twice, 
three times as true when it comes to getting older. Like yeah. we just have no sense yeah. that we've lost a step. Well, it's, yeah, and mortality is tough to do. I, I mean, like look that's at Apollo true, Creed. But also, I mean, the the plastic surgery yeah. is, is unbelievable. There's so much it's good, of it. right? He, it's really, good. <laughs> it's really <laughs> good. good. Love he those looks veneers. like awesome. He looks like his face hurts all the time. Yeah, it does. His teeth look like joke chiclets. From yeah, something about Mary. Like, yeah, or uh, very narrowly, if you remember Dennis the Menace, Walter Matthau, yeah, Mr. Mitchell. He broke his dentures in the movie and put chiclets in them shits. Oh, did he? <laughs> yep. Nice. And I remember he was unveiling a, a very rare plant flower that was blooming in his backyard. Yeah, the fart mm. plant or something. I don't <laughs> know. It, it was like. Bad? No, uh, it was like, movie. It, yeah, <laughs> no, it was like some well, rare my thing, time, folks. Yeah. vote for the other O'Brien. I mean, I had to take I it on it. Yeah, yeah, look, I don't know. I got to go. I got to go. Uh, man. But then he's like, that's all I got to say. Oh. Anyway. Uh, yeah, there's, it's, it's tough to see. And, you know, he started off kind of like, okay, you know, maybe he's warming up for his, this last run. But now, as you see, like over and over, these like slip ups that have happened, where you're like, "Ooh, ooh, I don't know, Joe." He's starting to look like one of those marathon runners that you see, like in those like really inspiring commercials, who's like barely dragging their exhausted body yeah. over the line. Right. Except this is the starting line, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it hasn't even started yet. Have, I'm having a hard time. I mean, of course, we've all yeah. had a hard time with him as soon as as soon as he start as soon as he started when he came out the gate. Obama was like, "You don't have to do this," and he was like, "Obama." I asked him not to get behind me on this. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. just going out here on my own. No, I can drive. I can drive on my own. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Sorry, just get pull the car around. I want <laughs> I need your help, Barry. I'm terrified. Yeah, I mean, I think luckily people are, you know, not very energized by his message nah, but or his vision of the future. Uh, I just had a conversation with my stepdad the other day about Bloomberg versus Bernie. Mm-hmm. And I just don't even want to have that conversation with anybody. Yeah, I am fucking right. exhausted. Right? Yeah, well, it's you know? tough, you know, like, especially the, the, the stakes are obscured for many people. And the I stakes think, are obscured for everyone. Yeah. Well, that, I think that is, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like where we're at right now is so fucked and so, like, so fucked that it's like beyond funny. And mm-hmm. everybody's just kind of sad and has their arms crossed and needs something different. And if we're faced with Bernie or Bloomberg, there's no certainty anywhere. There's no, right. like, looking forward to some return to normalcy. There's no nothing. Well, yeah, because, you're saying because we're past that point. No yeah, because Bernie yeah. could be positive radical change or the nightmare they're painting. or You think that he could be the nightmare? That... Absolutely not. Oh, okay. But I'm saying, like, everybody's choices are, like, this is going to be different regardless. Or it's a nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think, I mean, I, my worry is if, if Bernie is president, just the amount of obstruction that's going to come out of some of these other, like, out of the Congress. I think people are talking about Bernie, like, if he shows up, America changes that day because sure. all of his policies go through. But that's not even how anything works. Yeah. I mean, I think it's going to, it'll take, it'll take a few generations to yeah. be, be able to see that. I think the one benefit is that if a lot of the policies that even him or Elizabeth Warren tout are taking into account like the stress that people go through because their needs aren't met. Yeah. And maybe they're like, let's try and get that shit off the table first. Yeah. And then you can deal with your racist ass neighbors. Yeah. And maybe they will maybe be less inclined to blame other people for their situation if their needs were met. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's all. But that's step fucking one. Wow. Yeah. I'm just of saying. 3,000 steps for sure. I, if, if, if we're talking about any of these people, I'd love to see Bernie get in there and do something awesome. Elizabeth Warren. I don't know. Somebody progressive trying something. I, don't even know how to yeah. speak on this stuff. Well, I think the biggest thing is like you want somebody who we see what the structural uh, 
problems are the systemic issues. And if your policies aren't, you know, uh, going to counter that, then you can't really expect anything meaningful to come out of that. It's just sort of like, it's true. Yeah. That's, that's like the positive part about Bernie. If he wasn't so terrifying to everybody, to else. other people. But yeah, I think, you know, it's, I, I, I just don't want to see Bloomberg as far out front as everybody's talking about him. I hate, yeah. you know, I, I listen to the whole span of, podcasts every day mm-hmm. I listen to the daily i listen to everybody yeah i even listen to ben shapiro on two times speed just so i can hear what <laughs> just get what through the, what yeah just so i can blast through it and hear what yeah now the he's starting to be like he's actually not even jewish no, it's like what dude, he's been starting to say about bernie dude ben shapiro is a fucking monster yeah, yeah. right <laughs> yeah. never let me meet him but i listen to him because you get a, you yeah, get a good of course, stretch yeah. of what everybody is talking how about they're looking at and it, how yeah. everybody's looking at it and so you can have a a you know, quality argument when dealing with whoever. Yeah, well, right? you always have to know, like, what the, the concerns are or what is, you know, yeah, what dude, is motivating I them. I, I am tired of hearing, like, CNN and MSNBC talk about Bloomberg. Like, he's, yeah, like, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. He might yeah. be the unified. I mean, according to the $200 million dollars of ad spend he's done on this network, For, I think we should hear yeah. him out. Yeah, dude. But what do I know? You know, Nonsense. MSNBC has really showed their ass. I they feel really like. have, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, and then I mean, Chris Matthews actually had ended up apologizing. Man, Did he? But he yeah. doesn't mean But even that. then, he it's like, mean nah. That. He said it because his bosses said, "Hey, fucking apologize," yeah. so they don't think we're in the bag for like a moderate who's yeah. just going to protect, you know, the big vested corporate interests. He is terrified, and he showed how terrified he was, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else you can tell us about? I think you're probably the first guest we've had who's listened to Ben Shapiro's podcast. Oh my god, uh, as thoroughly as you have. I mean, he must sound hilarious. At on two, two times, he does. He, he does, does sound like four times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he sounds like man. Every single thing he says, from his ads to like not even making a point, just talking, is like that fucking dick in high school who's like standing over you, like actually, yeah. right? You know, that's. And you should listen that's, to me because my dad's a lawyer. That's the right. vibe. He's uh, he's okay. uh basically they he's he's just out there defending Trump, defending mm-hmm. the the fact that he got away with everything because he's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and that seems to be everybody's argument. And then he's you know, everybody over there is pushing for Bernie and talking about it's the worst thing ever. And then everybody, right and left, is talking about Bloomberg and we'll see how Bloomberg's doing. Right. I, I am but so he's saying Shapiro's saying like they should elect or nominate Bernie because then he'll lose yeah. by a huge margin to Trump. Yeah, that's I feel like yeah. that's like that's the, their, that's that's their the, battle cry. That's everybody out there right now. There are right. people in certain states where if it's an open primary, Republicans are like, we should we'll we'll vote for Bernie for the Democratic primary. Mm. The the most frustrating thing about Ben Shapiro is, ugh, is he is the one who is most effective and dismissive in defending anything that we all as like thinking like racism or transphobia everything that we know is wrong he is the one who will justify it without batting an eye and make you so angry and he'll be moved on it's like (laughs) before you have a chance to like but he's kind of like you know like if you're a fan of a sports team and like you have like a terrible loss you like there's certain pundits or columnists that'll tell you a very narrow thing you need to hear to start feeling good again about yeah. your shitty team. Yeah. That's what he kind of does for that people is... when they're like, I almost, I don't know if I'm being racist. Let me listen to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. Okay, right. I'm good. He's just a thinking person. Okay, yeah. The Browns yeah, will think... win the Super Bowl. Okay, we're good. Plus, I feel like he's got to be like two years younger than me. Mm. 
He's young. About two he's, feet, he's a young dude. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah. I just fucking want to punch his whole face <laughs> right inside. Yeah. Him. yeah, people see him. He's he's in and out of L.A. a lot these days. He is. Um, mm. uh, let's talk about Dr. Ronnie Pills Jackson, who I'm surprised he doesn't have a cocktail for old Joe that can like kind of keep things moving. That might I be guess, a, yeah. a euthanizing cocktail. Yeah. If you, I don't know what he's going Who's Ronnie Pills he's Jackson? A Dr. Jackson. He's the White House physician. <laughs> oh, that guy. Who okay. basically, yeah, yeah. Yep. he like Pills. He, he got on Trump's in Trump's good graces when he came. I goes, dude, this guy's genes are off the fucking charts, man. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I've hey, never seen an I old man under a that microscope. is so ripped. Yeah, he's like, I looked under a microscope. The shit expanded and blew up the fucking slide I was using. My wife got pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing that he said was that like Trump could live to like to be two hundred years old uh-huh. if he did like the right uh, had the right diet and shit. Okay, that's. But that was the one where Trump was like, yeah. "I love this guy." Did you hear him? Two hundred years old for fucking ever, baby. Um, so now, so then he was uh, put up for a veteran Veterans Affairs. And that's when people were that's like, when people hold up, bro. Aren't you the fucking plug, the yeah. pill plug on the airplanes? <laughs> yeah. Like, you're the dude to be like, what you need? I right. got it. Uh, Just walking through the aisle. Look, honestly, I've, I like doctors like that. Oh, hell they yeah. They get it, baby. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's fuck around with the prescription, <laughs> right. bro. I know you don't have a heart condition. You could take these. Now right. go to sleep. Bye bye. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, yeah, horribly unethical. Right. And I think that's what people are pointing at. They're like, we can't have this guy running a department if Ugh. that's his speed. So, now he has pivoted to try and run for Mac Thornberry's congressional seat in the 13th district of Texas, which is vast. Okay, there's fucking 41 counties exist in this district. Um, and just hearing about his campaign operation is like hilarious uh, at the moment. Okay, for someone who has a direct like Trump stamp of approval, yeah. you'd think like he could probably start vet like courting a lot of great consultants and things, put a real campaign together. Should be. Um, but his campaign manager is, according to him, as he said, a horse doctor with a full-time job. He has one full... Veterinary. <laughs> I think just maybe specializes in the equine right, medicinal right. arts. Yeah. Um, an old horse doctor. He's an old horse doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a euphemism. West, like, it's a euphemism. Yeah. yeah. He's a grave robber. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. He's a full-time grave. He desecrates historical sites. Um, and he's a full-time job. His one full-time staffer, a recent college graduate, who is working for free, and his wife uh, has been the one being his driver, who's taking him all around this like panhandle part of the district which again is 41 counties. And there's like a story of him going to like a racetrack because he's like having yeah. trouble meeting people yeah. and he would talk to voters and he'd go back to his wife and the, the journalist that was with him is like, yeah, they actually drove in from Oklahoma so they don't live in the district. <laughs> and then a fucking car drove by and splashed him with mud. Like comically. This is all the journalist is writing. <laughs> like it's a fucking comedy. What the fuck? <laughs> he said it like got into his coffee, like ruined his cup of coffee. <laughs> and he's just having the worst Yo, fucking time. Shout um, out to the other thing though that came out of this New York Times write up about this sort of this race though is this I think most people were just looking at this one very specific part. He was saying like yeah, I was trying to get the president healthy, man. Like, why would he need to do that? Because yeah, he's yeah, got perfect genes. All right, full disclosure, bro. This dude, his body looks like shit. <laughs> oh, I don't know how he's doing it. But anyway, what he says is, he says, Mr. Jackson said his goal was to help Mr. Trump lose ten to fifteen pounds, and then he planned to bring an exercise bike or elliptical into the White House residence. <laughs> okay. Uh, then he says, Mr. Jackson said those plans never came to pass. 
Mr. Trump gained four pounds by his following physical. Quote, the exercise stuff never took off as much as I wanted it to. But we were working on his diet. We were making the ice cream less accessible. We were putting cauliflower into the mashed potatoes. Yo, that is some shit you do to a five-year-old. That is straight up. That is straight up. That is feeding vegetables to kids. The same thing happened, I think, when he he was just in India. And, you know. Yeah, it's vegetarian. Yeah, no beef for old beef boy. Yeah. And they they prepared like a, a vegetarian meal for him. And his entire entourage didn't touch a single thing they put out. Wow. Talk about talk about you know extending your hand right uh, in solidarity with yes. people around the world. So gracious. He's like, what the fuck is this? Right. What's a papa dam? A what? <laughs> a fucking samosa? No, don't they usually play in the NFL? I don't drink. Wait, those are Samoans. Yeah. Yeah, like he's uh, it's it like the, even like the chef was like an award winning chef. Um, oh, yeah. Dude, that dude eats Big Macs. Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's Eats it. Big Macs, absurd Diet amounts Coke, of Diet Coke, steak, and ice cream. Now, and the Big is Mac Adderall? is our greatest American invention, as I've said before. It's, it's the best thing we've done. You say Adderall's our greatest invention? <laughs> the Big Mac. Oh, sorry. Adderall. <laughs> I was talking about Trump's Adderall. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. I'm, do you, should I clean up this hotel room right now? <laughs> yeah, man. All right, man. Anna, you want these is plugs on plugs? side effects of, of Adderall? Oh, whenever you I would just take... start hearing the word Adderall? No, uh, yeah. No, I just I just had a, a thought of when I, would, when I thought it would help me study. Ended up just cleaning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would. And then yeah. never studying. Yeah. It just made me a productive procrastinator. It just makes you really focused on the th- whatever's in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Or it makes you a so focused on a thing you don't want to do yeah. that you actually be like, well, if I'm not going to do that, right. I'll fucking... You know what? I'll do everything else. Yeah, a wall-to-wall vacuuming right now. I might go rent a steam cleaner from the fucking grocery store. I gotta do these dishes. Yeah. I might as well sweep my living room first. Yeah. Uh, it's actually super real. Also, we want to just talk uh, briefly about what's going on in the Supreme Court. Trump seems to be trying to, like I guess he said that he wants to get people invalidated from being on the Supreme he, Court because he, they had an anti-Trump bias. His whole thing, oh, wow. okay, there was... A decision that was made, uh, a five to four decision uh, that the Supreme Court made last week, that was basically they were lifting a nationwide injunction that said that immigrants, like that was going to deny any immigrants uh, green cards if they deemed them likely to use any kind of government subsidies or like social welfare programs. Before, the bar was pretty low and most people would be allowed to enter before being considered like a charge of the state or whatever, someone who's going to be relying on the state for their like well-being. Yeah. But now they're like, nah, like raise the bar. If there's even a, a hint that these people may need to get on help getting on their feet as they flee whatever their situation is, deny them entry. And that's disproportionately going to affect, you guessed it, the Caribbean, Latin America, and Africa. Right. Um, so in that... Uh, when that ruling came down, Justice Sotomayor, in her dissenting opinion, was basically saying like, "Yo, I can't believe like the court is allowing this shit." And yeah. she was like, "What?" Like essentially insinuating or implying that it doesn't make sense. So are the conservative justices basically doing the administration a favor, right? Rather than actually look taking an unbiased view of the law mm-hmm. and like what the precedents are. Um, and because of that, that got. Now, of course, Mr. You know, Steakums and ice cream is basically saying, at, in India, when he was there, he said, this is a terrible thing to say. Uh, trying to shame someone into voting her way. She never criticized Justice Ginsburg when she called me a faker. Both <laughs> should recuse themselves on all Trump or Trump-related matters. So, yes, he says that. 
that probably won't happen because they're why would they do that? But he's setting up again the numerous slippery slopes we're on is to eventually just completely reject a Supreme Court decision. Yeah. Yeah. And being like, yeah, look at I mean, look, I'm up against the faker and the- I just feel like that's just what's gonna happen. I feel like everything gets pushed to the limit now mm-hmm. and then it goes over the limit and everybody's like, okay. I think we're also just really not prepared to handle that. We've yes. we've left a very well, I mean, not everybody has lived a very comfortable life, but in the sense that there was this illusion that these institutions would hold yeah. up and they're crumbling right yeah, now just- rapidly. And people are just more like, damn, son. <laughs> it's like, Where'd you get that one? Like, Somebody better do something. Yeah, <laughs> but I think we like these are the things people need to really think about as these things deteriorate, is that those are those are the building blocks of like the kind of scary shit that people are worried about in their yeah. like worlds where it's like, and then there's who knows what the law is anymore. They'll it, we're kind of there, right? We now. are there. We're in a situation where people have always just assumed that the honor system would work yeah. right until you encounter somebody who's just like any other kid in the in the playground at recess yeah. he's like honor, honor system. system yeah fuck you give me fuck this whole you. bowl of candy this is mine yeah i'll yeah. punch you, know? you. Yeah. yeah um so now you know that has led to a lot of you know the, obviously there's more nativist bullshit going on with this campaign um or this administration but just sort of this whole phase of the administration where now we're getting into like spooky Shakespeare character paranoia. Right. And he's like fucking swinging, a, you know, a torch at the fucking shadows. Like right. the paranoia is off the charts right now. Um, and right now, you know, they're like you're saying, Ginny Thomas, who is Clarence, Tom- Clarence Thomas's wife, is leading like the charge to begin purging people from the, from the appointee uh, or people who are political appointees who are not basically all the way in for doing whatever Trump asks them to. Um, They say, this is from, I think, an Axios article saying, since Trump's Senate acquittal, aides say the president has crossed a psychological line regarding what he calls the, quote, deep state. He feels his government, from justice to state to defense to homeland security, is filled with, quote, snakes. He wants them fired and replaced ASAP Rocky. Yeah, dude, this is a paranoid old man. Yeah. Like, He's just Filled losing his mind. Snakes. The, Filled with snakes. <laughs> That's like to say that he's crossed a psychological line is very specific and haunting yeah. to hear it like that. Yeah. It's not just being like, yo, now he's on some like well, not that they would write this, like he's on some new shit now about the right. paranoia. Like when they're describing like, oh like to me saying he's crossed a psychological line is the fancy way of being like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay, he's for real right now. Yeah, about yeah. About all this shit. He thinks there's. He thinks this person actually turns into a snake (laughs) when they go home. No, Um, he can't. And so now, with uh, Ginny Thomas and like she's got a whole crew of flunkies, uh, basically being like, okay, let's go through this list of appointees and we can start putting this hit list together. So the only people we're gonna have here are sycophants, yes, people, rubber stamps to just do whatever the fuck you want to do. Fuck the law. Ginny Thomas is Clarence Thomas's wife. Mm-hmm. That's so. That's so weird. It's so it's fucking just inappropriate. Like a small All like, of crew of people, yeah, like exactly. families and family friends, who are just going through and like decimating our government. That's very much what it feels like. Yeah, is like yeah. just fire everybody. Don't fill the vacancies up. Yeah, and, yeah. The and then we got we this little with. squad. There's like forty of us. And we're yeah. gonna fucking kill everybody. And then we'll come and we'll completely miss any kind of national security threats, environmental threats, because it's only literally forty or, people working in the or government. Pandemic threats. Yeah. 
Right. I mean, that whole, I mean, we'll get to that in a second, I think, but the, um, the people that are being sort of discussed internally as appointees are fucking, they're a joke and they're nightmare scenarios. Sheriff David Clark for Homeland Security. Fox News couldn't even handle this dude. Right. Um, Okay. And someone who loves to talk all kinds of shit, whether it's like threatening journalists, whatever, he's great. Homeland Security. Fox News regular have that decoration decorated military past where he just has like a bunch of medals that, that he on. just like bought yeah. from like a store. They're not <laughs> Swag, real military baby. medals. Right They're on. just it's just like a thing you just, just wear them out. Yeah. Dan Bongino, who used to be on NRA TV, oh, uh, and also has good. like a pretty big podcast. Uh, they want him to be uh, also a homeland security role or counterterrorism advisor so role. So this is all just like people who play stuff on TV. Yeah. And uh, look like they'd be good, right? And you know that's the thing. Like when they when these people play the parts on TV, you know they don't have the they don't have the spine to think about what is going on because they're so singularly focused on like, well, this gets me on TV. Yeah, so what the fuck I got to? Yeah, I don't give a fuck about it. And they're definitely the kind of people who once they are there, they're like, what do you want me to say? Yeah, how how should I say it? Perfect. Hey, I actually watch this. (laughs) I think I can turn that one up a little bit more. Um, Also, Devin Nunes' aide, Derek Harvey, for the National Security Council. He was there, but H.R. McMaster was like, get this guy the fuck out of here. Yeah, dude. He is a fucking liability. Uh, Then there's like a radio host, Chris Planty, and someone from the Federalist, Ben Weingarten. Um, So these are like just really, really scary picks. And the idea that internally now they're being like, okay, Get people out who maybe understand how these departments work and what they mean to the functioning of yep. our "quote unquote" government, and get these get these bit part actors in. That'll and be fantastic. And then we'll all just all fifty of us will just be here doing whatever we want. Yeah. By the way, David Clark, uh, his his medals are not stolen valor. They're pins that have pers- personal significance to him that just look like he's a decorated military general. So, uh, Sno- Snopes was like, does he ever ha- does sorry, he like- guys, this is a myth. Uh, it's not stolen valor. He just wears stuff that is... Uh, How is that not stolen pins valor? Pins that have personal significance to him. Look at this dude. You think... Does that look like he's just rocking some stuff? That's that like, looks like that looks the like definition of stolen cosplaying valor. Cosplaying as a fucking yeah. military general. Well, actually, one of them is one of those pins they give kids on Southwest. Right. If you actually look closely. Right. But he's it's just, like it's actually also like nine versions of a badge too. Right. Because he's probably he's like yeah I'm not I'm not gonna go full stolen valor. So can you give me a regular badge? One badge with wings. One badge in the shape of an eagle. Something with a thin blue <laughs> right. line. Right. Man, some of those stolen valor videos are pretty intense. Yeah, I don't understand why why they're letting this guy him get away pass. with it because he's concerned. I think because that's the line he's walking. Right? He's like, these aren't any kind of merits I've I've been awarded. Right? He's like, just being like, I'll give the illusion that I filled out my coat. I bet but... he still gets free coffee when he goes to the door. Oh shop. yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Uh. Like and here's one that says best dad of the year uh, that I got from. Yeah, he gets his bill. Uh, excuse me, uh, server. I'm, he would never say server. He would say waitress. Uh, I don't know if you saw my badge here. Right. <laughs> it says uh, I did the uh, St. Paul to Minneapolis promotional 10k run. Okay. I'm gonna need this coffee. How many how many kilometers between the two, the twin <laughs> cities? I, I I don't know. How long to walk between the two? Well, it depends on where you start and one or the other. Yeah, the edge, oh, wow, the edge of each. I you doing twenty minutes? No, let me think about it. Not Plymouth, but for Minneapolis to St. Paul, city limit to man. I have no idea. All right, good. A couple, no. couple I hours. like to ask not, abstract questions. Big. Nobody can really it's answer. Like a, 
<laughs> it's probably like a 15, 20 minute drive. Yeah. I'm to so get ignorant. To the heart of one to the other. <laughs> when we were flying in here, I, whenever I saw two lights next, like two from the sky, two clusters of like city lights, yeah. I was like, the, the twin, twin cities. <laughs> and I'm like, well, we'll be descending in about one hour. And I'm like, okay, that's uh-huh, probably not uh-huh. it. Should have yeah. known There's, too. Much bigger. It's, uh, it's, it's bigger than people think. Yeah. And it's no, kind it of a secret gem. Like yeah. everybody says that about their city, whatever city it is. Right. But this is kind of a place where people come here expecting to stay for a couple of weeks yeah. and then live here. I, and I, I'm always guilty of this. I'm not used to people being kind. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I'm it. from a city. Yeah. yeah. What's their problem? What do they want from This me? dude today, after I had lunch, was like, hey, have a good day. And I had my AirPod. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he was like, no, he was, he was like, have a nice day. And I'm like, thank you. Thank you, man. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm an asshole. No, it's it, it is it's real. There's uh <laughs> there's people who are polite in that Minnesota nice mm-hmm. way. Minnesota nice is sure. kind of like I don't know if if you're me and people I kind of roll with, it's kind of this uh fakey thing yeah. where people who are just the worst people ever and they don't want to talk to black people or whatever, they'll be like have a good day. Still turn it on. They yeah. still turn it on because, yeah. you know, nobody wants conflict in a place like this. Right, right, right. Which a lot of people don't like. I just wish you'd just be real with me and let me know how you yeah. feel. But I think it's great. Oh, I because love that. you can you can there's guardrails. There's guardrails. Yeah. You can slide around on it. And you can also play really if you've lived here long enough and you can see that somebody's like white guy smiling you. You can white guy smile them back, and the white guy smile you harder. <laughs> just, you have a white guy smile off. You know, yeah. <laughs> you, you too. Like it's 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 pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Yeah, but LA people just put their head down in their. I phone saw people walking <laughs> walking to work. I I assume they were walking to work because they had like a briefcase, but they weren't like wearing a coat because they were walking through like yeah. all the indoor the corridors. Skyways. Yeah, the skyways. skyways. Uh, all of Minneapolis, and I think some of St. Paul, because it gets so cold here. Is all connected. All the major buildings in the downtowns are connected by skyways, which are basically just like tunnels, above ground tunnels. Yeah, basically third floor to third floor. I so love you it. can you can travel the whole city without going outside on like the coldest days. It's pretty that's good. Wild. See, that's what I want to do that one day. Yeah, sure. There's there's better stuff. <laughs> I know. I keep telling in the build up to us coming here. I'm like, I want the cold to break my nose off. Right. It's so fucking cold. Yeah. Nah, man. You guys came as it's like. Uh, Melting out here. I know. It's nice and balmy. I was getting mad because two weeks ago, I'm like, oh shit, it's fucking three. No, it was. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't leave the house for any of that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right, let's take one more break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And let's just. Jam through a couple of light stories. The IOC is thinking about canceling the Olympics because of coronavirus, whatever. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck it, whatever. They should whatever. cancel the Olympics because they're awful. That would have uh, been a They displace people. Oh, yeah. And they're just, you know, yeah. fun sports. Yeah. Where's one city is like, thank God for the Olympics. My quality of life was better as someone who was maybe living in an area that was going to be impacted by the development to accommodate <laughs> right. all these tourists that are going to come in and bring all much more money to the city. Why, um, why not bring the Olympics back to a place they already built shit for? Yeah. That's Just have it one place, baby. That's a very baby. good idea. Have it called Olympic City. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, or Athens <laughs> or village. What was the first? It was in Athens, right? Greece was yeah. the first. All that shit. Like you can look back at the ruins from the like what was it? The 2000 Olympics that were in Athens. Oh right, yeah, and It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. old ass stadiums well, that that's are like a, spray painted. That's like shit. a kind of article you always see when it's always like next to you'll it's like 20 child stars who you'll never guess how <laughs> shitty they look now. Right. And yeah. then other ones like three secrets to get a six pack without going to the gym. And then the other yeah. ones like check out these haunted Olympic villages. And <laughs> yes. it's like. I don't know how many like Olympic areas have not don't have like total ghost towns. I think it's just London because they like built it all like right in. But somebody's gonna now get my message. I know, like in Brazil though too, hole. for like the World Cup. Also, like they built stadiums, yeah, stadiums that they're like out in the um, jungle. Yeah, and like you could have like a kid's birthday there for like three hundred bucks. The oh, entire really? stadium just rented out because like oh, yeah. brothers ain't Oof. nobody's using it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean the the coronavirus spread is. I mean, now it's in Italy, I think, is the largest outbreak outside of China's in Italy. Yeah, um, and we are underfunded, and we don't have a government, a federal government that is capable at all. We don't even have that uh, people in that department anymore. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's, a, nobody, there's nobody a spot there. on the NSC that was supposed to be preparing for shit like that. Trump yeah. got rid of them and has yeah. not replaced them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we don't even have someone who's supposed to be the have their eyes on the shit yeah. talking to the president. Yeah. You had Ken Cuccinelli, who's the acting head of DHS, Complaining that the Johns Hopkins website wasn't working. He's yeah, like, yeah. I need to check on out these tw- coronavirus. On Twitter. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. It's behind a paywall. Do any of my followers uh, know where the uh, outbreaks are right now? Right. It's like, you're the head of DHS, bro. Why <laughs> right. are you on Twitter out here like, and is this website crashing for anybody else? It's you should be able to get that information. Well, he didn't right. tweet oh, later. Oh no, I got it. Yeah, then he's like, because they John <laughs> Wait, Hopkins. John's, John's Hopkins. Oh shit! Okay, I it was John Hopkins. I was looking at Bernard Hopkins fight highlights. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's just it's super frightening, and also just all the amount of funding that's been cut out of the CDC and things like that, where a lot of people are saying our public health funding is so bad. We're not. We wouldn't. We couldn't possibly be ready for anything like <laughs> yeah. this if it no, were America's to become a serious outbreak. When it, when it gets here, which is what people are saying, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. I don't see how it couldn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean especially when guys right, right? right now. Yeah, uh, it's a great time to be traveling for work, like we have been. Yeah, you get to uh, see the country. Wait, yeah, what do you mean? get to see. The, <laughs> get to see the country. Uh, yeah, I just feel. I don't know. I need to stop. Licking the trays. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say. Yeah, I just pour my food onto the tray. Yeah, I'm like they give you a plate. It's yeah, great. right here. Yeah, right. and then you get to keep the tray they give you for home. The uh-huh. best places to take a nap right there on those right. fold out oh, trays. Just God. press your face right in there. Right on it. Breathe it. Ugh. Uh, in <laughs> another health health related emergency, Harvey Weinstein started having chest pains yeah. after uh, he's he was convicted of. The horrible uh, sexual assaults he committed. Poor fucking guy. Yeah, I know. It's to quote one of his movies. Here's the world's smallest violin playing the saddest <laughs> song in the world, just for Harvey Weinstein. Wasn't he supposed to go to Rikers? Yeah, he was on his way yeah. to Rikers, and then they were like, All "We right, got to pull your side, bring it to a hospital." Yeah. Holy shit. Um, He's like, "I know he'll, he'll make it. He'll make it to Rikers." Yeah, that was one of those things that I'm, I'm definitely. I w- I wish there was video of him hearing the his fate. His fate. Because I, I would have loved to see the look on his well, face. Lawyer was yeah, like, as sure as I'm a bald man, we will be appealing. Right. Apparently, what he said was, but I'm innocent, over and over and over again. It's really? But I'm innocent. <laughs> but uh-huh. I'm innocent. Yep, Jesus totally. Christ. I mean, he probably believes that. I don't think he does. Yeah. I don't think he does. 
Yeah, no, that's true. Or he's because like rich. He was, well, no, he's rich white guy innocent, which means right. you're guilty. But then when it's you like, go to court, they tell this. you innocent. Right. I paid for this. Yeah. Right. Like, I spent money on this. I paid for good enough lawyers to convince me that I might be innocent of uh, some of the stuff. I heard an interview with his main lawyer, the lady who has made. Oof. oof she has made like a career out of defending like sex criminals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, she was brutal. She was. Basically, victim blaming. I remember she was being interviewed by a woman, and she was like, "So, have you ever been sexually assaulted?" And she's like, "No, I would, I would never put myself in that situation." In that situation. And it was oh, like, boy. "Wow, Man, okay, wow." She's like, "Yeah." She's like, "I'm, I live in the Matrix. Yeah, right. <laughs> y'all live right. in the real world. But yeah, I live in the motherfucking Matrix." Yep. When somebody's approaching me, I just learn kung fu really quick. Yeah, yeah. I just don't Download put myself it. in those positions. I don't interact with anyone. Yeah, I stay in my ivory tower. I, I live in my house. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Netflix will let us see uh, how dumb we are with a top ten feature. Yes, uh, I've always tell us. thought about this. Yeah, so I assume trending was like some sort of mixture of like it, there's always some new shit. I don't on trust there the trending like, ever because yeah. it's always shit I never heard of, yeah. and it's always a Netflix exclusive. Right, uh, Netflix, please develop Daily Zeitgeist into a show and give us a million dollar yeah. contracts. Um, but I think I was always I was dubious what was trending, yes. but. Not this, but for some reason, when you put it in the language of top ten, as if they couldn't manipulate that too, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, I can get behind this though. What's number five? Um, but this I, is like made for my brain. I, I love shit like this to be able to sort of quantify, yeah, like, quantify what people are watching. Like yeah. that's the sort of shit that, like, you know, I I pay attention to box office results on weeks where like there's nothing I've seen or would be interested in <laughs> yeah, seeing. Just I'm just like, yo, yeah, it's. I mean, I it's a good look. So yeah. they say, in addition to the t- overall top 10 list, they'll also, you'll also be able, to be able to see top 10 most popular series, top 10 films, when you click on those tabs. And then, even easier, baby, when you're scrolling through, if something's in the top 10, it'll have like a badge on it, so you know you can keep up with the water cooler talk. I mean, we all know the top thing on Netflix right now is Love is Blind, okay? And that's just that. Is that true? It's, most people are talking about Love is Blind. Now, what is Love or is Blind? Or Narcos Mexico. I watch both. I'm already caught up. And Hentified, shout out uh, Marvin Lemus, uh, the homie who whose show that is. What is Love is Blind? Love is Blind is a show where people go into like basically like fancy phone booths and talk to a person. They don't see them and begin going on dates like that. Just like phone dates? Oh. Yeah. And then they get married. Yeah. But <laughs> but it's basically like a really comfy room with a couch, some, some nice chenille throws. Uh, and big goblets of wine. Mm. So by the end of, you'll see like sort of dates evolve where the people are like, oh my God, it's like, we're the same person. Oh my God. And then like other times, a woman with like a big ass mug around them, it's like, I just want to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I just always self-sabotage myself and I just want to do that with you. And then like, you'll see motherfuckers be crying. Oh my God. Be like, I love you so much. You don't understand. I've needed you. And you, I'm like, Wow. We are so alone on yeah. on some level. It's <laughs> crazy, uh, and like half the couples are already in utter chaos once they actually meet each other. Right. Uh, but how many episodes in do they meet each other? By the third episode, I think of a five episode. In the first episode, you will see two people on their knees sobbing about how they are in love with each wow. other. Wow. The first and this is episode, just on the phone. Yes, in the how f- are is it condensed? Like, yeah, down it may, from like a couple weeks. Maybe no. They had I'm, I believe maybe 10 to 14 days, maybe even less of just like the, the blind date stuff. 
Wow. Then they put him on a vacation to Mexico. And, like, they're still loving it. You know, some people are like, I don't know if I'm going to have sex yet. Some people are like, I need to fuck now. Right. <laughs> um, and, then, and then, like, you start seeing those tensions build more when they have to leave, like, their quite literal honeymoon phase and, like, move in with each other. And then they start seeing things and they're like, oh, So this is fuck. all compressed. Yeah. Okay. They've how do they throw the couples together? Like, how do they match them up? You just kind of you just kind of rotate. So you'll talk to a bunch of people. So not every person on the show is actually pairing off with somebody. Sometimes they're like, "Nah, I wasn't really feeling anybody." Okay. Shout out to all those people because right. you dodged a fucking bullet. <laughs> right. And <laughs> also that takes some like I I don't know about that because then all the people who are left could just want to be on reality TV. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's who it is. And you start seeing people like maybe had a first choice and they, they that love was uh, went unrequited, I believe is the term. Uh, and then they give no it to way. someone else who was like their second choice. Ooh. And then but then that person starts realizing they were they were playing B. Oh, no. oh really? And it's affecting them. And then this one woman, Jessica, she's a mess, dude. She's in love with one dude who didn't pick her, but I think didn't want to take the L on the show. Man. So pretended she loved this other guy the whole time. So you you got me wrapped up in this show. I got to go home and watch right. it. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> absurd because you're like, no, 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 miss. You do not love him. Right. Your, your ego is not allowing you to like accept the fact that this dude chose someone else over you. Wait, how close was she to the dude who chose somebody else? Was she like she was? She was in. She was feeling two guys. Okay, got it. Got One it. One guy was like the dreamy baseball player guy who was fun. Who this other her. guy was just someone who was like this younger, guy, ten years younger. She's right. thirty four. He's twenty four. But because he was like, I want to raise my kids in the church. She was like, Oh my god, that's me. But I don't know how much that really matters oh, to her because this guy's devoted to her. But she'll say stuff like, you know, and I don't know, like this guy's name is, I think, Matt or something. The other dude she likes name is like Barnett. And she's like, you know, whatever. Barnett's like sexy and hot. And like, I'd bang him. But like, it doesn't. And this dude's like, what? what? Uh, Yo, it's, I, yeah. I, I got to watch Love is Blind now. All right. It's another, another show to throw on the pile if you're in a relationship or even yeah. single. And you go, okay, man, I'm either learning what to never do. Or I'm looking at my situation, and being like, "Man, I'm very grateful for everything." I, got, I gotta watch messier TV. Oh yeah, yeah. it's better than like Cheer. I haven't watched Cheer yet. Okay, I've been so watching. Is that one good? That's that one's that's good. Uplifting, baby, right. and it's it's good. It's reality TV, like uh-huh. or like a docu series. Sure, but it's, but it's good. Did you watch Last Chance You? I didn't watch last. I did watch Last Chance You. So it's that the same people, okay. except this is about a uh, a D like the top JUCO junior college sure. cheerleading squad. The I think the genius of it is. I went into being like, man, I don't give a fuck about no cheerleading. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of how I felt it. until I saw the uh, the trailer. And it made yeah, me kinda and then watch you're it. like, man, that's I'm when you I get a good documentary. Oh, it's yeah. it's about just so much more. And like the way they shoot it, there's like a level of violence to it too. Like when they're doing all those doing stunts the and things, and, and you hear the bodies crashing on each yeah. other, and they got to keep do those it. straight faces. Women are getting concussed like it's nothing, yeah. and it's like standing up, yeah, <laughs> smiling, greasy <laughs> yeah, teeth. Honestly, though. The kind of concussions <laughs> some of these flyers get, uh, uh, yeah, I'm like, whoa, I'll, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I was a little concerned with how sort of they're like, oh yeah, I think it'll be okay, but she's sort of, uh, I don't know if like, I get one of these another concussion, I don't know what's gonna the happen. The doctors are like, if she breaks her ribs again, they could puncture all her organs. Yeah, she's like, yeah, but but she's like our best top girl, right? Exactly. I, I uh, I've been watching Next in Fashion, just blasting through it. That was really good. Oh yeah, I watched that too. It was really good. Because I, I love Project Runway. Me it's too. like Project Runway. It's like Project Runway, but they take a like they take out like the we live together vibe and they right. take out like a lot of the work and mm-hmm. then they have like a super clean runway show. Yeah. I kind of felt like that 
kind of streamlined the project one way vibe for me. I really yeah, like there's less show. of like the reality show drama. Yep. It's just purely like it's just most like about work. I mean, yeah, fashion. there's a little stuff going on between people, but it's really about like they, what's great is they start off with people in pairs and they yeah, work right. together. So like there's a little bit of you know there's collaboration and then they break them off into solo. When there's, when there's less you, people, people get exposed too. It's true. Like you realize when, they were able to get. There's by. one dude who's like. I have great ideas, but I have no... The Italian dude? Yeah, he's like, yeah. I have no actual talent. Seamstressing <laughs> skills, yeah. Like, he can't, he can't, he can sew by hand a little. He can't use a sewing machine. He has really great no ideas. He sent some dude out in a talent? absurd, like, lycra <laughs> pantsuit that he was like, it's for the fish if you're, you're snorkeling. And it was like, nah, fam. You, wow. you can't even uh. sew. That's good. Yeah. McMillions is really good. Yeah, I'm watching McMillions. Yeah, and The Outsider. Oh, I'm, I just saw the I'm first fl- episode. Flipping out about the that Outsider. That is haunting, dude. The yeah. first episode, I'm like, okay, I need to like. It's it's really good. It's yeah. uh, real scary. It's mm. a well done Stephen King adaptation, and it's the only thing that's got me like waiting for Sundays in a long time. Yeah, is yeah. it still middle of the? I think there's maybe two more. Okay, but if you like uh, waiting for something to end and then binging it. You're close. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, shit. That That's what's going on in streaming media right <laughs> now. Go check all that shit out. Our new uh, podcast. Yeah, or Netflix. You can either give us a, a show or just give us the bag to talk about your shows like this. Yeah. And, hey. Uh, yeah. I'm sure well, people already think. We can be bought. Just yeah. give us the yeah. bag. People think, I'm, yeah. people think I'm wholly owned by Taco Bell. Right. Hey, yeah, because I'm we like, just do this because I for preach free. the gospel. You put me on about that uh, Meximo. The hack? Oh, the hack. Yeah. I use it all the time. And it was dope. Is uh, I went up there maybe three weeks ago and I, I pull up to the window. I'm like, cheesy roll up at beef at Pico. Yeah. And the yeah. dude, and dude's like, oh, Meximo, cool. Yeah. <laughs> hey, see, they know. Yeah. This show has gotten me infinitely better at ordering Taco Bell. I've, I've, the it's taco expand, expanded my taco. I mean, the double decker's back, baby. Yeah, or that other one. That no, they that's have. not. That's it, not a double decker. Well, not the real one. Yeah, but like what's the new one? It's like the. It's got dollar cheese ones. instead of beans. Oh, is that what's in yeah, between? Yeah, instead of holding it together, holding the right because it's like fuego with, queso. No, and like dude, wacky it's, ranch. It's gross. Instead of uh, beans, it's like it's a layer of cheese sauce. Do you remember the Which first I'm not a cheese double decker? It was like Spike Lee, Shaq, and Hakeem Olajuwon. Oh shit! It was like well, I am soft and like half finesse, and like Shaq was like the oh, yeah. hardest dude. Uh, I, I, why am I associating it with Spike Lee? Maybe he directed the commercials, but I would maybe you're attention like to you're bringing him as like Mars Blackman from <laughs> right. like the Jordan stuff. No, I think he was involved in some way. Anyways, uh, Steph, it's been a pleasure having you, man. It's been a pleasure being here. Uh, where can people find you? Hear your wonderful music. Oh, oh, oh. Um, all of my wonderful music is available at doomtree.net. Mm. Um, that's our label here. We got, you know, 50, 60 some releases between all of us. Yeah. All my music's there. Um, iTunes, anything. All my music. P.O.S. You can also find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. At yeah right pos yeah right yeah right uh, is there a tweet or some other active social media you've been enjoying? Actually, I've been uh, doing Twitter the old fashioned way, meaning via SMS. I just uh, Whoa, I send damn. I send tweets to Twitter, but I don't see any replies. Oh, like it's hot nine. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh I'm just taking a little mental break from there. Oh, because I was like but, personally tagging you in tweets. I'm like, really? This dude ain't shit. Oh man, damn. <laughs> I'm on <laughs> I'm on uh, I'm on IG all the time. 
same same name. Same I look name. at lots of good art, but I don't have anything funny to talk about here. All right. Uh, Miles, where can people find you, follow you? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray, and on my other podcast, 420 Day Fiance with Sophia Alexandra. Obviously talking about 90 Day Fiance. Hi. Um, so let me see. A few tweets that I like. This one, I've actually got a few. This one is from uh, at Maria Davana, D-A-H-V-A-N-A. It says, Dear women in their early 20s, if a man tells you you're not like the other girls, hear me when I tell you this means this dude sucks. I'm listening <laughs> to a guy tell a woman this, and he followed it up with, you're satisfied with tequila and a grilled cheese. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Another one. I've this is been from... waiting for a man to say that to me for my whole life. <laughs> you just get a tequila and a grilled cheese. <laughs> a single teardrop. Uh, Sarah Lazarus at Sarah Clazarus. Um, meeting new people in 2020 Los Angeles is a very specific hell. And this looks like a screen grab from Hinge or something. It says, Josh, unfortunately, I'm going to need confirmation that your Marianne Williamson support is a joke before agreeing to a drink. It's tense out here. You understand? <laughs> the guy responds, it was initially a joke, but the power of oh. love and world peace won me over. I can explain, though, over a drink. She replies, I'm so sorry, but I need you to confirm that this, too, is a joke. <laughs> uh, and then one, and another one, uh, somebody tagged me in this Reductress tweet, and I already liked it, though. It says, Reduct at Reductress, study reveals library is honestly cool as fuck. <laughs> Reductress is pretty amazing. Uh, Paul Tompkins tweeted, watching a butterfly. Oh, such fragile beauty. It's mercurial flight pattern. That perfect illustration of the ephemeral loveliness of life. Watching a moth doing the same thing. Where are you going, idiot? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Wow. Yo. It literally, I had this thought the other day when I came into my house, uh, like at night. So like the moths were out from my yeah. porch light, and one came in, and my I literally said out loud, "What the fuck are you doing here?" <laughs> what the fuck? Away yeah, from I was me. literally said, "The fuck are you doing here?" Her Majesty's like, "What?" I'm like, "Nothing." Having nothing. a hard time with this yeah. moth. Yeah. <laughs> Go get that salt shotgun that we use for the flies. Mm. Whoa. Yeah. What? You know those like little, rather than a zapping racket, they yeah. have a thing that you load up with salt and the salt crystals come out as like buckshot, basically. Oh my God, I got to ghoul at them. Yeah, if you want to torture a poor fly, <laughs> get you that salt gun. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on Miles. What is that going to be today? Oh, I think we should do a song from none other than P.O.S. Oh, yeah. heard of What you got? Again, we were talking about this before you came on. Um, check out the album, Chill Dummy. Yep, that's um, the most recent. Uh, the track Faded is what we're going to go out on. The reason why I love this as a person who makes beats, uh, tries to play drums, plays bass and other things, the way the beat is made and this drum break is chopped up is so satisfying to listen to because a lot of times for anybody who likes making beats and stuff, you can figure the pattern out very yeah. quickly and yeah. you can start singing to yourself. This one, like, I'm. it took me a second but half of it was because I wasn't even trying to listen to understand the pattern. I was just letting it come to me. Yeah. Uh, so this is featuring Lady Midnight. Uh, yeah, check this track out. Uh, and yeah. Yeah, listen to it. Listen to uh, all my music. I got a bunch of music. Listen to it. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
It's the best. Was that a haiku? That's what it was. Oh, cool. Uh, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Uh, That's going to do it for this morning. We will be back this afternoon to talk to you about what is trending. Uh, And then back the next day to Uh Joe. Uh Go to bed, Joe. Go to Joe 30330, y'all. Yeah, that's going to do it. I got bridges, I got matches, but I got limits. You'll never see them. I'll cut and run before you get near them. Bite the hand, despite the trap. Save the body, trust the map. Feet don't fail me, we can bail. Let's keep this shell intact. To hell and back, and not a slogan on a shirt to show. I want you bad, and I don't show it, but it hurts to go. It's feast of famine, I honestly kinda hate both. And I'm drowning in this optional. Tell me what's impossible, and I'll tell you, slow down. I promise if you do, I'll stick around. I know my promises.